ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to the next edition of the Abibitor State of the Union podcast. Um, we're already halfway through the season. Uh, when we all have the time and can get together, we can move through a season pretty quick. Uh, this is definitely nothing like the one weekend we went through almost an entire season in a weekend. And that included having at least three or four user games really early in the season that we all had to, you know, make sure that everybody had time to play to get through. Um, But here we are. We're halfway through the new season. We'll take a look at where everybody stands. The playoff picture should be getting a little clearer. And we'll take a look at some injuries, see if there's anything new or how how long other guys are still going to be out and, you know, how that may affect their respective teams. Um, starting with the Cleveland Browns through the second quarter of the season, the Browns went, let's see, the Browns went one and three, um, at this point, kind of similar to the Panthers. You don't really know if maybe their rookie quarterbacks having some struggles, um, you know, maybe defenses have started to see enough film on him that they're starting to, you know, take some things away that he's, you know, options that he's had throughout the first quarter of the season that were there. Uh, maybe they're starting to take those things away. Or maybe they've had some injuries on his offensive line. He doesn't have time to, you know, get rid of the ball and survey the field like he needs to to make his decisions. Um, but. Three and or one and three over the second quarter of the season puts the Browns at four and four so far for the first half of the season. Um, so the second half of the season for the Browns going to be very important and pivotal for them going forward on whether they can move back into the playoff picture. Um, they are two games behind the Ravens for the division for the division lead in their division um, they've played the Ravens once already and they lost so that second matchup with the Ravens will be pretty pivotal um, and I don't know who the Ravens play for the rest of, oh yes it looks like they play the Ravens week 17 so that's when they'll get their shot um, they also play the Patriots later in the year um, but through the first half of the season, four and four, kind of like with the Panthers starting out 0-3, it's not horrible, but it's definitely not a comfortable position to be in. Uh, coming up in the third quarter of the season, maybe very fortuitous is the Browns have their bye week in week nine, and then they have home games against the Raiders, a, divi- a home division game against the Steelers and a road game against the Bengals and a home or an away game against the Chicago Blues from the NFC. Um, so next next quarter of the season could be fairly pivotal for the Browns and whether they can put themselves back into a playoff position. Um, and like I said, you don't know. Maybe the they call it the... They call it the rookie wall. Sometimes rookies start out real well, and then, you know, things either kind of seem to catch up or, you know, they they 
start losing confidence a little bit for some reason or you know nobody can really explain why it happens um but they haven't really lost horribly in those games so i would say their rookie quarterback's probably not playing too well i'd say maybe there's just a you know one or two plays a game that don't go their way that whether it's he makes a mistake or it's just a great play by the defense that they've lost those games um so moving on to the chiefs through the second quarter of the season uh chiefs had their bye week in week five uh they then lost a road game to the dolphins by one point and then had division games at home against the broncos and on the road against the raiders uh both of those were wins um that leaves them tied at the at the top of the AFC West at 5-2 and two with the Raiders. Um, and there's a matchup with the Raiders coming later in the year that could, depending on how the third quarter of the season goes, could be quite pivotal for the playoff chances for both teams. Um, but it's good, it's good, especially for a rookie quarterback in a division rivalry game to get that road win. Um, Oakland's usually been a pretty tough place to play because their fans are some of the toughest ones to play you know they make their stadium pretty tough to play in when you're the road team um but the chiefs won that game pretty convincingly at 35 to 3 um so i'm gonna guess at that point the crowd noise wasn't really much of a factor um so five and two through the first half of the season's pretty good they're tied for their division lead so they're at a good looking good for the playoffs um we'll see how the second half of the season goes um in that game uh, victory comes with a price in that game against the Raiders the Chiefs did lose their starting running back for the season uh we'll talk about that more when we get to the injury report um so will the Chiefs backup running back is going to have to step up for the rest of the year and we'll, we'll see how that turns out uh, moving on to the Patriots so that we finish out the AFC. Uh, through the second quarter of the season, the Patriots went 3-0. and uh, They had their bye week in week 7. Uh, they had a division game on the road against the Jets and Bills. They won both of those games. Um, and then out of the bye week, they had a matchup on the road in Houston with the Texans. Um, so through the first half of the season, the Patriots are 6 0-1. They have yet to suffer a loss on the season. Um, thanks to their tie with the Dolphins in Week 3, they are only a game ahead of said Dolphins in the division race for the AFC East. Um, we'll flip over and look at the total AFC standings and what the playoff picture would look like at the moment. Um, so after the first half of the season... The Patriots are sitting atop the AFC thanks to that tie at 6-0. and um, Otherwise, they would be tied with the Ravens. So right now, the Patriots and Ravens are one and two, have the 1-2 and two seeds in the AFC. Uh, the Titans are right behind both of those teams at 6-2. and two. Uh, And then that's followed up by the Chiefs, Raiders, and Dolphins all at 5-2. and two. Um, and then Texan, Texans and Colts are really the only other teams right now in a good position at 5-3. and three. 
Uh, the Browns at four and four, like I said, will have a little bit of work to do to get back in there, especially with um, the early loss to the Ravens already. Um, in week nine, the Chiefs play the Ravens, so if the Chiefs can win that game, that would help the Browns out. Um, coming up in the second half of the season for all three of the AFC teams, they play a few of each other's division teams so they could help each other out as far as the playoff picture goes. If they can beat those teams. Um, but we'll, we'll see how that all turns out. Um, as far as the seeding would go, the Patriots would be the one seed. The Ravens would be the two seed. Uh, followed by the Titans and Chiefs for three and four. Uh, and then the wild card would come down to, well, if it ended right now, it would be the Dolphins and Raiders um, because the, the top four seeds are the current division leaders for the four conferences in the AFC. Um, and then with the Raiders and Dolphins having the next best records, they would get in unless just based on record at that point. Um, but we're only halfway through the season, so we still got a little bit to go. Um, so, you know, the playoff picture in the AFC is starting to take shape, and you can kind of see who's got themselves positioned pretty well and who's got a little bit of work to do. Um, but, you know, there's eight more games to go before we, this is decided and everybody's in a final position. Um so it's going to be an interesting second half of the season. Uh, moving on to the NFC, we'll start with the Packers. Who through the second half, or the second quarter of the season, sorry, to finish out their first half, the Packers went 3-0. Uh, they had their bye week in week seven. Uh, the Packers won a... It looks like probably a very tightly contested game against the Arizona Cardinals at home. Uh, as I've said before, the Cardinals right now are kind of one of the better teams in the NFC, so that's good for the Packers. Gives them some confidence, especially if they have to see them again in the playoffs. Uh, then they had a home matchup with the Lions from their own division. Uh, they won that game. Uh, then they had their bye week, and then they traveled to Minnesota and got another division victory there. Um, so for the first half of the season, that gives the Packers a record of five and two. Um, and we'll look and see what their you know, division, I think they're a game, they are one game behind the Vikings for their division. And they've got, so they've got a home game against the Vikings in week 13, so that could prove fairly pivotal for the playoff race or at least the division race at that point um, if the Vikings stumble kind of going into that game that could be could put the Packers in a position if they win that game to be the leader in their division or it could just even them back up but if they were to win that one that would give them two wins so that in any tiebreaker situation the tiebreaker would go to the Packers uh, coming up I guess I forgot to talk about that we'll go back and revisit that but starting here with the Packers for the third quarter of the season, they've got uh, three continuing the road trend. They'll be on the road for three games. Um, 
One of those will be the divisional rematch with the Lions in Detroit. Uh, they'll have a game against the Chicago Blues. I are out of the uh, NFC South, I believe, so that could have an impact on the Panthers division race. Uh, they also have a game against the Falcons, so so two NFC South opponents for them that could help out the Panthers if the Packers win. Uh, then a division rivalry game with the Lions, as I said, on the road. And then they would have a home game against the Saints and Vikings. Um, so a lot of NFC South teams in the next quarter for the Packers, so they could influence that division race quite heavily. Um, only two of those games are within their own division. Uh, one against the division leader in the Vikings, who they've already beaten once. Um, as I said, if they beat them the second time, any tiebreakers, if the Packers can't you know, pull away from them to get a, for the division, uh, the tiebreaker would go to the Packers and give them that division. Uh, moving on to the Panthers. Uh, through the first half of the season, the Panthers are 3-4. and four. Um, second quarter of the season, they went three and one. Um, so after having the bye week in week four, um, Panthers have turned things around to get back. They still have some work to do to get into the playoff picture, but you know, the three victories to the only one loss in the second quarter attest to their um, rookie quarterback starting to maybe figure out what was going wrong in the first three games and straightening things out. Um, of that second quarter, they had a divisional win against the Falcons on the road. Uh, they lost to the Falcons, or I mean the Cardinals, in their next road game, but not too badly. Then they had a, another divisional game against the Redskins, and then they had a game on the road in Chicago against the Bears. So like I said, they went 3-1. and one. That puts them at 3-4 and four through the first half of the season. Um, still got a little bit of work to do, but they're, on, they're starting to get on the right track moving forward. Uh, coming up in the third quarter of the season, they have a division game at home against the Saints. They will travel to Cincinnati. Uh, division game at home against the Blues. Division game at home against the Falcons. And their second divisional game with the Saints in New Orleans. Um, so this this stretch is kind of pivotal for the Panthers as well. Uh, if they can lose, or I mean, if they can win most of those divisional games, that would help them out. They are right now one game. They are one game behind the Vikings. Or I'm sorry, they're one game behind the Saints, who's the division leader, and they are tied with the Falcons. So the Falcons and Saints games for them in this quarter of the season are going to be pivotal for their positioning within their division. Um, again, record, as long as you win your division, you get into the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. Record doesn't, to an extent, doesn't matter as long as you're winning your division because you will get into the playoffs. I'm not real sure how that one through the seeds, one through four, go to the division leaders. So no matter what record the Panthers get, if they win their division, they would still be 
probably the four seed if they didn't pick up a few wins along the way to pull ahead of some of the other teams. Um, but, you know, from 0-3 to ending up 3-4 and through the first half of the season, that's, you know, the way things were looking. Might have probably could have gone a lot worse. I'd say 3-1 and is the best-case scenario for them in that quarter, and hopefully that, you know, momentum from the wins carries through the rest of the season for them, and they get in pretty good position for the playoffs. Um, looking at the NFC playoff picture right now, the, let's see, the Vikings would be the number one seed, followed by the Packers at, well, Packers or Niners would would be the two seed. Um, I don't know if the Packers and 49 I'd have to go back and look at the schedule to see if they have a head-to-head game. Uh, if the Packers and 49ers have a head-to-head game, that could kind of help decide that seed. Um, if the Packers can't overtake the Vikings for the division lead, um, the Vikings as the one seed would drop the Packers to the three or would drop them into the wild card um, round, but looks like they'd be in position for the first wild card spot. Um, the Niners would get the two seed because they're the division leader for the NFC West. Um, Saints right now at four and two are the division leader for the sat for the NFC South. They would be in, um, the Cardinals would, are kind of in the same position as the Packers. If the Cardinals can't overtake the 49ers, they're looking at a wild card spot at best. Um, after all those teams, the next team would be the Bears at 4-3. and three. Um, So they would have to get through the Packers and Vikings to get into a better playoff position. Uh, then you got the Falcons, Eagles, Lions, Panthers, and Giants all at three and four, who all, at least as far as the Panthers go, they're not too far out of their division, so they've still got a fairly decent shot. I don't know what these other, uh, the Falcons being tied with the Panthers are also in a fairly decent spot. I don't know what the Eagles look like, what their positioning looks like in their division, because they're trailing. Well, it looks like the Eagles might be the division leader, so they would have a playoff spot. Um, so after playoff pictures for both conferences are still, you know, they're getting a little less muddy and a little clear, um, but still a lot of football to be played. Uh, a lot of things could, you know, change. Um, teams that have you know, done well, like the Vikings have gone six and one through the first half of the season. Uh, the wheels could fall off and they could, you know, end up six and six or eight and eight or, you know, by the end of the next quarter of the season, they could have at least four more losses or something. And the Packers could have pulled ahead and be, you know, running away with the division at that point. Uh, so we'll see how the next quarter of the season goes. Seems like most teams have some pivotal games coming up. Um, I, think I forgot to mention some of that with the Browns and Chiefs and, and Patriots, so I'll go back and look at them real quick. Uh, for the next quarter of the season for the Browns, they've got... Um, no, I did I did talk about that. For a pivotal game, at least for the Chiefs, would be the Week 10 matchup between the Browns and Raiders. Uh, the Browns winning that game, 
as long as the Chiefs um, continue to win, that would help them in their division race. Um, so, yeah, uh, pivotal games there uh, for the Chiefs, kind of helping out the Browns. Uh, week 9, the Chiefs have a matchup in Baltimore against the Ravens. Um, then they've got a game against the Brooklyn Bulls, which has been a AFC playoff team for the last, or at least been in the hunt for a playoff spot the last several years, so that could be a tough matchup. It's at home. Uh, then they've got a division game with the Chargers in L.A., uh, and then they'll have a matchup with the 49ers in San Francisco, and then probably the next biggest game outside of the division game in the Ravens for the Chiefs will be Week 13 when they host the New England Patriots. Um, so lots of games coming up for everybody that's that could help really shape their playoff chances and the playoff races in both the AFC and the NFC. Um, so, yeah, exciting football yet to come. Uh, moving on, let's look at the injury reports, see if there's anything, any new injuries for anybody. Uh, starting off with Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland's left tackle, Imani Skinner, is out for five weeks with an upper arm fracture. Um, basically, what that means is he somewhere in the you know somewhere in his bicep tricep area on on his on the bone there's a fracture in there um, as i said last uh, last podcast basically it's just a, a crack in the bone somewhere um so for an offensive lineman that's kind of one of the more you know besides some form of leg injury that's one of the worst injuries for a lineman um, because of the you know forces involved in blocking other 300 pound men um, they pretty much just have to take time away and can't play to give that you know fracture time to heal because of the you know forces involved as far as inertia and stuff with using your arms um, so hopefully that doesn't he's out for five more weeks so hopefully that isn't part of the reason they've they went on that little losing streak um i know for a you know rookie quarterback having that extra layer of security knowing that somebody's not you know that they're holding off the defense from getting to you maybe the browns backup left tackle is not as good um maybe he's getting pressured a little bit more and starting to get sacked more uh so hopefully he can kind of overcome that um but for another five weeks the Browns will be without their starting left tackle. Um, but good news is he'll be back in time for the playoffs because if if the Browns can get themselves back in position to get there, which uh, to me it seems we've been doing this long enough, it's kind of hard to keep the Browns out of the playoffs at this point. They always seem to find a way to get in. Uh, moving on to the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs. Uh, left guard, who I'd talked about previously, he's out, still out for another three weeks uh, with broken ribs. Um, you know, just due to the nature of the sport of football, broken ribs, you know, with guys running into each other and, you know, that being a fairly vulnerable area, 
Uh, it's best just to you know not let them play at that point. Um, so he's out for another three weeks. Um, I've had friends and other people I've known with broken ribs. They say it's usually pretty painful, um, especially once you wrap everything up to kind of keep uh, the bones from moving and shifting. Breathing tends to be a little difficult just because of, you know, difference in pain levels depending on which ribs are broken. Um, but again, like kind of like fractures and stuff, it's just an injury that takes time to heal. Um, it's definitely not a comfortable injury to have. Um, also missing for the Chiefs is their starting running back, Terrence Strong. Um, as I said in the matchup with the Raiders, um, victory has a price. Uh, in the third third quarter, late third quarter, early fourth fourth quarter, I think, um, Strong tore his bicep. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, if you hold out your arm... The front side, um, if you're holding it at your side, the side the side of your upper arm muscles that's next to you, that is your bicep. Um, so that muscle, I'm not rude. I mean, I remember the play. All he did was get tackled. It didn't really look like, you know, that he got hit funny or his arm was in a bad position. Um, but basically what that means is that the muscle, either somewhere in the middle of the muscle, it tore itself apart or it detached from the bone somewhere. Um, usually, depending on how bad it is, I know this is an injury that can require surgery to fix um, because, you know, especially in, you know, NFL athletes, and guys who lift weights a lot, that muscle is usually tight enough that when it tears, um, it kind of it's kind of like a rubber band. It will, you know, roll up in opposite directions if it tore somewhere in the middle. Um, and so the only way to fix it and put it back together is for a doctor to go in and find the ends and then reattach them to each other. Um, kind of the same thing if it if it happened off one of the atta- bone attachments. Um, so he's out. Uh, the initial length for the injury when he got hurt was 12 weeks. He's now at 11. So at best, if the Chiefs make the playoffs, they would get him back for the divisional. Maybe I think actually more likely would be the championship round if they get that far. Um, so he's out for the rest of the regular season. We'll see how that impacts the Chiefs' offense. Um, he's he's fairly. He's been a fairly big part of their offense. Uh, we'll see if his backup can step up and at least toe the line. He doesn't have to be him, but he's he's definitely going to have to step up. Uh, moving on with the AFC to the Patriots. Um, the Patriots, uh, Hamlin is out for one more week, so that's good news for the Patriots. They'll have they'll have him back after this week. Um, so hopefully his recovery has gone well, um, with some of the tough games coming up, that'll be good for the Patriots to have all their weapons back and we'll, I'm sure Thornhill will be happy to have one of his favorite targets back. Uh, moving on, let's take a look at the Packers. Um, 
still. Uh, Jay McAllister is the only injury for the Packers, and as we said last time, he's out for the rest of the season, playoffs or otherwise. Um, so he has been, the Packers did place him on injured reserve, uh, which means even if by some miracle he were to come back from his injury and be cleared to play and even say the playoffs, uh, since they put him on injured reserve, he's done. He will not play until next season. Um, which, you know, at 22 was probably the best move that gives him plenty of time to recover. And then you'll have him healthy and ready to go next season and not, you know, not having a situation like what happened with uh, Robert Griffin the third when he came into the league. Uh, he was a starting quarterback for the Washington football team, got kind of banged up and probably should have sat out for the rest of the season. And he went back in and played and ended up tearing an ACL and still missing the rest of the season. Um, but it was, you know, could have been avoided in the first place if he'd just been, you know, if people had been a little bit more cautious and said, hey, we need to you know, give him time to get over this. Um, I know sometimes with athletes that's kind of hard because, you know, as athletes we always want to, we don't want to miss, you know, game time. We want to be out there. We want to play and help our team, you know, win. Um, and sometimes the hardest thing to do is just to sit on the sideline and watch. Uh, moving on to the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers have a defensive end, Doug Corcoran, who has a broken toe. Um, he's out for three weeks. Um, since the, I don't know when his, when this injury happened. Uh, usually I would say for that, that's probably a five to seven week injury, uh, depending on how, I guess, which toe it was and how severe it was. Uh, since he's already only got three weeks left, I'd assume he's already been on the injury report for a couple of weeks. Um, so good news for the Panthers is they'll get him back. Um, looking at how they did over the second quarter of the season, obviously he must, I mean, he didn't have make their defense have any issues. They were able to, you know, stop people and get wins. Um, so... I'm not sure what role or how important he is to the Panthers' defense, but in three weeks they'll have him back, and so they'll have him for the stretch run to hopefully help them get into a playoff spot and make the playoffs. Um, so at this point, um, I would say I would feel pretty comfortable saying that the Patriots, Chiefs, and Packers are in the playoffs. Uh, Browns and Panthers have some work to do. Um... We'll see how, out of the three rookie quarterbacks we had, the Browns and Panthers quarterbacks have had some struggles. Um, so far, knock on wood, the Chiefs rookie quarterback seems to have been seems to be doing pretty well. But with the injury to his starting running back, we'll see how that goes. Um, especially with these tough games coming up. Um, so we'll see you in the see you after this quarter of the season's over and we'll see where everybody stands. We should have a lot better you know view of what's happening with the playoff races and division races and have a better idea of who's going to be in and who might already be out. Uh thanks for listening. Again, if you've got any suggestions on how to make things, you know, content to add or you know, questions or anything, drop me a line. Uh, we'll see you next time.